0: jimmy have not resigned as intern of this podcast i love this job and do not want to be a distraction thank you to all the players coaches and staff and fans of who wants to be a 390 millionaires i'm sorry i never meant to hurt anyone
1: Welcome back 390 millionaires usually we have a lot little more energy coming out of the intro because it does get us pumped up but unfortunately uh, a member of our podcast over the last few weeks has um, brought on a wave of controversy uh, that has captured the nation uh, culminating in Jimmy's apology which you all heard at the beginning of the episode Um, as the host of this podcast um i find his words and language um fundamentally opposed to what we stand for um that being said after internal review we've decided to give jimmy a second chance um not succumbing to the cries of those cancelers that exist in our society nowadays um but I want you to hear it from me, everybody, that Jimmy is on thin ice and, uh, we won't tolerate that in the future, moving past that, uh, bit of nasty business. Uh, I'd like to, as always throw it to my co-host, Mike and Suds. How are you guys doing? Mike always, always the, the one who gets it first. What's going on with you?
2: It's just good to be back, you know, sitting in a week of unknown, sitting in limbo and you know, you don't know where this podcast is going to go when someone just comes out with some unfortunate statements and I know we've been told not to talk about them on the air, so I'll leave it at that, but it's uh, it's just good to be back, you know.
1: And and I appreciate you sort of recognizing that as well, Mike, and and I know I know firsthand how how tough you took it, I would say. I would say your tears were flowing the most out of everybody. How disappointed it made you. But we, we move forward, right? That's um, awesome. Suds, how are you today?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, doing uh, quite all right. Um, I think that we need to look at this positively. I think it was really good. Um, obviously, we don't like what Jimmy said. But I think what's important is, is three white men got together and solved this problem. Um, and again, we don't want to talk about what was in the comments, but impressive by us, I think, to be able to deal with this in such a
1: really just impressive way. There's no other word for it. That's uh, that's an interesting take there, Suds. Um, moving on, our guest today is uh, uh, one who is a, is a fan favorite. We've had him on uh, many times before, um, but the wonderful uh jay has joined us for today's episode jay how are you
0: hey guys appreciate you guys having me on here uh, doing well here obviously it's a, it's a tough time for everyone involved you know there's a lot going on but uh, i think you know we're talking about second chances we're talking about um uh, uncanceled culture if you will uh, and i recently just finished binge watching a runaway netflix smash hit a uh, squid game mm. and it reminded me of this situation where Sometimes someone who you think is a good guy is actually a bad guy, but that doesn't make them a bad guy. Maybe there's a redemption arc in here for Jimmy, as long as he's willing to work for it. So I can't wait to see what's in store, given the fact that we've done the right thing here in uh, in giving someone a a second chance, a second go, if you will. And that's, that's really what this league uh, and and this group is all about. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Jay, we always appreciate your optimism and your positivity and, Hot ah, Damn! If you aren't up on the pop culture references, and Squid Game is sweeping the nation, um,
0: sweeping every nation, Hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: It's the, you know what? It might be the hug that brings us all back yeah. together. Mm.
2: No spoilers, though. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. Just no, spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Only on episode four.
1: <laughs> Great stuff, guys. Well, we're we're we managed to overcome uh, Jimmy's ignorance and hate, and and mm. here we are laughing again. You know, just freely, openly. And I never
3: stopped laughing.
1: Well, that's good. You can't <laughs> let we can't let those terrorists win, you know? No,
3: it actually my laughter increased.
1: Mm. I bet it did, suds. I bet it did. Well, I think it's a great opportunity for us to switch gears and get and get to what everybody came here for, mm. which is the um, the analysis, the high-quality analysis that we provide with the uh, the 390 Millionaires League, um, we, due to the controversy, uh, missed last week's episode. Um, so we have a little bit of catching up to do. Our new segment, uh, which uh, is getting a lot of buzz online as being uh, groundbreaking and, and potentially award-winning um, the headline recaps, we have actually two weeks worth of them. Um, and so as this tradition, we're going to throw it to our guest um, and I'm going to get our guest Jay mm-hmm. to read week five's recap first.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's, let's look at it here. So coming down to the wire the last gasp of what is lmdh
1: live mccaffrey die hard it's the abbreviation that's sweeping the nation
0: oh right like any of the diehard <laughs> movies when they were S- sweeping
2: the nation that we- no one knows
3: <laughs>
0: sweeping every nation i think yeah. <laughs> so uh as we i think everyone predicted they uh, they did not beat Jigga guts that was uh that was a no go Uh, An interesting uh, Game of the Year candidate uh, as CD's Nuts flashed uh, their high score of the season against uh, a strong showing by the donkey. Ain't mountain high enough. Chase up the hill breeze path a pathetic and cowardly effort by the digested kneecaps. Which is strong language, but it's a language that's necessary. (laughs) Jimmy would be proud burrows the steel superman's a victory in a surprisingly competitive match from someone who no one thought uh burrows would be pulling wins out of anywhere much less week five um between uh the doormats of the league of course and then my can't stop me lifeless Fish just tallies another l and again that's something that we all saw coming down the pipeline Speaking of taking pipe, light with this fish, am I right? Drowning their season and possibly just singing their hopes in the playoffs. They might as well just go straight back to Dynasty League and hope they have some wins there. And then Eking by on the second slimmest of margins is a very large Roman numeral. Um, prefers winning over the dungeons and the decks. So it was a wild week out there, boys. It was an exciting one for sure.
1: Uh, great, great reading mm-hmm. of the headlines. Um, Jay, I will ask that you stick to the script moving forward. Um, <laughs> cause your improv is a little too funny and it takes away from what we're really here for. Um,
3: um if you accurate. want
1: him, if you want him to stick to the strip
3: script, you should probably spell slimmest correctly. Cause, cause he, he had to add that.
0: So <clears throat> <clears throat> <throat> sometimes it's hard to know what you wrote. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I did spell it incorrectly. Um, uh, so yeah, great call. Um, we will, <laughs> we will move on to last week's, the actual we're, we're all cut up now. Um, but let's, let's do last week's headlines as I posted here for Jay once again.
0: Oh, okay. Absolutely.
2: Okay. A lot of airtime for the guests. Absolutely. You, you
0: gotta watch that figure. Um, Live McCaffrey or Die Hard doesn't care for the empty carbs of digested kneecaps as they rebound to their winning ways.
1: Great headline. Uh,
0: CDs nuts showing my cant who butters their bread with a strong pounding. Mm. Trap game, trap game, trap game. Flacroni and cheese gives chase the meltdown of the season. Don Kedik takes large Roman numeral to church and shows him some new moves to pray with. Jigaguts continues to dominate as Dungeons and Dax can't pick up the slack. Ooh, we're rhyming, are we? Oh my god. So like, I guess Melissa wrote this. Um, burrows the steel, taking issue with the dead aquatics as it gets on a sushi roll. Nice. I yeah, know you didn't write
1: like that one oh, I, help. Oh, I mean, these are these are uh, finally crafted over the week. Um, I just got to throw it back to one of the the headlines. You said trap game, trap game, trap game. In my head, it was written to the tune of like, jump man, jump man, jump mm-hmm. man, like that. So it'd be like, trap Probably game, trap game. Trap game. <laughs> It's
3: okay. It's okay. It's okay. I was I was thinking location, location, location. So yeah, I was mm. way off.
1: I mean it's generally it, it it's the it's the rhythm of it. I, I, I thought I, it was more of like a Sunday,
0: Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's good too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe we should have had you read that before. I could have given you some notes.
0: So, <laughs> uh, but I think overall, uh
1: uh seven and a half out of ten. Very strong good. recaps. Strong yeah. recaps. <laughs> and there we are. Everybody's caught up in the last two weeks. Headlines, no um, a beautiful way to sort of just digest it quickly, um, get it like into a kneecap. like a cap, <laughs> yeah, of course, um, and then uh, and then we can uh, we can move on to our next section, which is uh, the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mike, what do you got for us?
2: Ooh, on the waiver wire this week, I'm noticing a theme, and it's that defenses are actually going for money this year. It's which I'm finding a little bit interesting. We had $3 for New England, which is really rich for my blood. You know how much money I've got in my wallet. Um, But we had four people bid real money for it. And then uh, Arizona, same thing. Uh, $3. Two other people tied it. But uh, the digested kneecaps. Congrats, Suds. Suds just making a living stealing these defenses off of the waiver wire. Um, Mm -hmm. Case Keenum going to Jigga Guts. $6. Uh, So picked up a quarterback. He's... uh, Doing okay so far tonight, I think. not Nothing too special, but he's starting. So is that more than you can say for some quarterbacks in the league?
0: And then Dallas in the Goddard
2: in the world. Also true. Very true. At least he's not in the CFL. Um, Goddard, $6. A little pricey, if I must say so myself, for a guy who had COVID at the time of his bidding. So surprisingly wasn't Andre. It was Curtis. Um, Andre... Thought he'd get in there with the COVID bid, but nope. Uh, Curtis takes him for 6 bucks. That's the biggest win of the week, so clearly a huge week on the waiver wire. My favorite pickup of the week, uh, Dungeons and Dax. Uh, Rashad Penny. Rashad. Sorry, no R. Um, Under the radar, $3 offer. Could come back, could have a role in that Seattle offense. I think that's a sneaky little good pickup by him. So that's what we got uh, in terms of the waiver wire.
1: Great stuff. Quick and dirty. That's the way we like to pick up our free agents. Um mm-hmm. the Dallas Goddard one, I think, is like on the on the the tail of uh Zach Ertz being traded to Arizona. I think it's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Um that could be pretty valuable. I I have had Goddard in a few other leagues and he's been like decent, even splitting time and so Yeah.
3: And Ertz, Ertz has also been getting touchdowns out of like <clears throat> almost at a game rate, excuse me. So those are going to be up for grabs to Goddard as well. Literally up for grabs. You're excused. Nice. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Weird exchange that
2: was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have on our uh, outline. um, I'm not sure if we want to do this now. I'm leaving it a mystery, but by telling you it's a mystery, I kind of am letting you know what it is.
2: We're flying through this airline. Oh, we didn't uh, talk about the divisions. Do we want to do it? Quick- we haven't done the divisions yet? Oh my goodness, gracious. how can we forget that? Is- that. How also, just- also
3: I want to call someone out on the waiver wire. Should I do that right now? Yeah, absolutely. That's big time. A, that's we'll where we wire. baby. I want to call out Danish. Yo. This this league is very competitive, and that's why we all love it. And Danish is not pulling his weight. He is one in five. Okay. He has only added three players all year, which are the <laughs> San Francisco D. Hunter Henry and the Dallas D (laughs) and he is only bid once on a player. And that was $25 for Eli Mitchell, which Mm. was the seventh highest bid Danish. Get your shit together. Try harder. This league is Mm. better than that.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I'd like to add on that and agree with you that even in my discussions with Danish, I feel like they're very distant. Uh, Maybe Sweden is changing him. Um, maybe IKEA or the meatballs are getting to him. I don't know, but he seems to be like a different guy. Or the syndromes.
1: Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Nice. Uh, That's a yeah, great point, I though. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely um, some people go into autopilot, and and I think mm-hmm. um, Danish is sort which of is pretty.
3: fine, which is fine, other than if you're one in five.
1: Yeah, agreed agreed the only one in five team. yeah no bueno unfortunately his only win is against me which is like <laughs> just so frustrating it's a he he fucking whipped me up and down that week at, at, i mean it's in the past but mm-hmm. um we got two championships asterisk. so uh mike i think that's your your division absolutely give us, give us the lowdown on what's happened over the last two weeks
2: Man, it's the landscape has changed a little bit, only because Ryan is suddenly surging to the top. We talked a lot about Curtis, and I think maybe I was the one to curse Curtis. I think week two or three when he was on the show, I I think I had said at the time Curtis was maybe one and one or one and two. Obviously not better than that because he's one and five, but I thought Curtis was set to make a run. I was wrong. Curtis is one and five in the bottom. Sorry, two and four. I'm looking at Danish. Curtis is 2-4, so sorry. He was 2-1 when I made the comment, I believe. Go back on myself. Um, However, point I'm trying to make, Ryan is the one who stepped up in this division. He is now tied with the champ at 5-1 because the champ lost a tight matchup last week. He's still on top. He's got, like, 50 points on Ryan, but that division Mm -hmm. is still high-scoring, and got to watch out for those guys. couple strong teams. Neville made a move last night that... uh, We'll talk about it later. We'll leave it at that, and uh, yeah, that's that's all we got for now. Still, the champs at the top. I can't say anything other than he's there until someone knocks him down. But Ryan's making a push.
1: Uh, we will go to the uh, the seven championships division, uh, where it's been a confusing last two weeks. Um, we still have Andre at the uh, at the tippy top of. Uh, of this pyramid the oddly enough the one person in the division who has not won a championship does not add to the total of the seven championships yeah uh but all former winners uh tied at two and four um and 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 i think i i i don't think this is news I, I, a lot of the the rosters i at two and four are in a bit of disarray i know Mike, you've reached out to the leagues, putting Chubb on the block, and mm-hmm. Flacaroni and Cheese is, has two of their running backs on um, IR. And, and, and Suds, I, I'm your team, I recently just played your team, and, and it seems like um, that mojo that, that, that was potentially there earlier in the season is kind of fading a little bit. So I, it's not to say that any of those teams are, are dead in the water, but there is the, I think there's big questions for the, the teams that are tied for second in that division whereas Andre is just cruising along. Three-game three game lead uh, uh, going into week seven. He's got to be feeling pretty good about his chances. Uh, and then our last uh, division is my division. It's also Jay's division. Um, Suds, give us the rundown.
3: Uh, absolutely,
1: I will. <clears throat> this
3: division has kind of uh, bored me a little bit, but has actually become really interesting, the most interesting division. It's really, really tight. Right now, you guys are sitting in fourth, fifth, sixth, and eighth in the league. Um, Hallwell, that being you at first, and then Jay, Gertie, and then Nolan is in eighth. Um, But there's only two games separating the top from the bottom. Uh, There's only 82 points separating the most points from the fewest. Um, And Gertie hasn't won in the division at all this year and is one game back of the lead. So just really interesting. No one's coming away from it. Um, and it's it could be really, really interesting at the end of the season when you all play each other again. Um, and a lot of, like, even distribution amongst the teams, too. Four good teams, um, you know, looking good. I,
1: I love this division right now. Thank like you, Suds. I thought you were going to get personal after I said that your team faded a little bit, but you were <laughs> mature. And an adult, which is something that we don't necessarily see from you all the time. But thank you for this moment. I uh, expect the upper decker soon. Oh, well, If you come to Brooks, it's it, it'll be my honor to let you do that. Um, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move back on track to our outline. Um, Mike, you mentioned it earlier. Do we want to mm-hmm. do? Do we want to? Do we want to break down the big news of the week?
2: Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I feel like we've got more to say. The mystery source will probably, undoubtedly, mention that. I haven't unwrapped the package here, but uh, well, I don't know. Let's let the guests choose. Guests, what do you want to roll with first? Do you want to? Do you want to go with the trade news, or do you want to hear from the mystery source?
0: Let's get into the trade news. Let's make sure that we get our opinions out on the trade news. I know that the mystery source has a uh, 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 sometimes like to push our buttons on things that have happened. So let's make sure we uh, get our freezing cold takes out before mystery source just obliterates what we think about past trades and otherwise.
2: Let's do it. Great decision making. Solid. Um, okay. I'll start, I guess. Suds messaged me last night, and did did anyone else not get anything on this trade, or was it just me? Because there's no email, no notification. I only no, knew just,
1: it went straight. It went, it went straight. You you messaged in the chat, and I was like, "What is what? What's happening?" Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had to go look.
2: And so Suds, I was talking to Suds about TV shows, and I was like, nestling in bed, I was going to watch a TV show, and then Suds is like, "Yeah, but did you see my trade with Neville?" I was like, "What?" and i was like i looked at my email i looked and i was like no no trade And he's like it's completed and then i go to transactions and i I was just like what the fuck (laughs) having 24 hours to sit on it i'll say i'm a little bit less shitting on it to put it Mm -hmm. lightly but i still don't get it I, i put myself in neville's seat i put myself well suds wins this trade i just don't see how Trevor Lawrence from Daniel Jones plus Pollard and Cooper makes any sense. And that is exemplified by the fact that I said in the chat, did Neville just trade for a defense? I couldn't tell the player he was fucking trading for in the deal. That tells you how bad the deal is when you can't even know who his fucking target is. I don't know. I think I've, I've sat on it a bit today, but I still can't see it. I was heated about it last night, as was probably evident in the chat. I just I don't know and it's not like anything personal or like Neville and I had a deal it was just I don't get it I maybe it's just me thinking Daniel Jones is better than what he's shown the last two weeks but man I didn't even read Neville's explanation today either
0: no there's no need to let me jump in here if I can boys because Um, when I look at this trade and, and, you know, certainly seeing some of the uh, opinions from the league uh, initially, I want to kind of come from the uh, from the Neville defense standpoint. I have a feeling that some of the, uh, the opinions here of our, our hosts are going to be anti uh, Neville. On Does this anyone one. have a mute and button I'm- or Let okay.
1: The boy speaks. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>
0: yeah, I- I'm reminded of the very first episode of a recent smash it TV show on Netflix called Switching. Uh, I recently did <laughs> watch and I found it really excellent and so it's at the very beginning so the no spoilers first episode but uh, our main protagonist runs into a character that he doesn't quite understand he doesn't really know what this character is offering him he doesn't mm. really understand what's going on here he doesn't want any part of it initially right um but our main protagonist uh hears out a, a well-dressed man in the subway station uh, only to find that it could have the the answer for what he's looking for so we don't necessarily understand where neville's coming from so let me let, i'm not saying neville's right let me um uh, offer a piece of advice in daniel jones you got a guy who starts off so hot with the year so hot and then he's kind of plummeted down to earth like his name's sam darnold or something It's so all of a sudden you don't have the trust in danny jones right you're gonna kind of, okay am i can i put this guy in can i slot him Now, if I'm Neville, maybe Neville is saying, you know what, Trevor Lawrence, he's had now six weeks to be terrible. Now, he's learned how to be terrible. He'll be good now on a team in Jacksonville that, I I don't know, maybe he thinks won't be terrible anymore. So, a little bit more trust. You know what the baseline is. You know what that point is. Is that 18, 15, 18 points? With Daniel Jones, you're like, is this 8 or 28 points? You don't know, right? Neville also hinted at the Buffalo defense. He wants to set and forget. He doesn't want to be like Danish, picking up San Francisco and dropping <laughs> picking up Dallas and dropping them, and being last week. He just wants to set and forget. Man's got a kid. He's got his mind on a lot of things. There's a value to Neville in just saying, I know what I'm getting with these guys. And so that's the one point of view I want to make sure we get across mm-hmm. in Neville's defense for this trade. Uh, however, that should not be the last word on it. And So for that, I will turn it over to either Sudsy or Hallwell for uh, some little more insight into what could possibly be going on. Oh, oh, Uh, well, uh, sorry. You should go.
3: You should go.
1: Yeah, I am. I am going to jump in because it makes sense for you to have the last word. Um, Suds, I think I think you committed absolute larceny on this. Um, The fact that you flipped a quarterback. For a bad team, for another quarterback, for a bad team. And then package that with a defense, a good defense, like nobody. Nobody's doubting Mm -hmm. Buffalo's ability, but is Buffalo because the way I the way I, I value this deal is Trevor Lawrence for Daniel Jones is one for one. I don't I don't see a difference between the two. They both have scrambling ability. Um, they both can I, I think can can play in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, but they both are like prone to their own errors and such. Um, so it's like, okay, call that a wash. So basically the trade is like Buffalo for Amari Cooper and Tony Pollard. That is insane to me. That is absolute insanity, especially with the way that Tony Pollard has been playing. Especially with the way that we know Amari Cooper can play. Mm-hmm. That's the Dallas offense is absolutely red hot right now, um, and there's going to be games. You you could apply this to any good offense in the league, like um, Tampa Bay. I was listening. I was listening to a podcast today about the Tampa Bay wide receivers and Chris Godwin is, like, under fire because he's not really, like, producing all that well because Antonio Brown's eating it up. Well, Chris Godwin is going to have his game where he has two touchdowns and 160 yards. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't, um, the other piece of it is that, like, I asked, I asked Neville on the podcast, or we talked about the trade that we had where I was offering Carson Wentz for, I know I've been, like, pushing Carson Wentz a lot, and this isn't sort of, this isn't that narrative but like i don't see how me trading carson wentz for jamar chase is
2: i totally agree at that it, point it,
1: it, it like like i feel like neville that that's like more balanced than than what this is like suds you just like you win this deal like i just don't see how how you you lose this in any way
2: he was better to do that trade than the one he did with suds like because i thought of that last night when we were talking about that i was like yeah, because he did say, or you said, someone said that that was a one for one offer, and he turned it down and told you were ridiculous. So uh, it's insane.
1: Um, uh, it, it, the, and the piece, the piece that really is sort of like ruffled okay, my does feathers. Does Neville was have he this?
2: Was bugged? He just messaged me. Never oh, mind. Crazy. He just messaged me and said Durnist is looking great. I thought like he somehow oh. knew we were... <laughs>
1: <laughs> amazing. Amazing. <laughs> uh, no, and that's that's the thing that kind of ruffled my feathers because a lot I did read his explanation, mm-hmm. he was like, I need a QB too. And I had like I had shown him that Wentz is a QB two at the uh, up to this point in the league, and so I'm just like, okay, I I don't know what to do. So Suds, you gotta you gotta walk us through it.
2: Sorry, like, before we I, throw it to Suds, one one quick around the room, excluding Suds. Just for my own curiosity, who would you guys rather have, DJ or Trevor Lawrence, today for the rest of the season? DJ, Jay? Trev- Trevor. I would be DJ.
1: DJ has more weapons.
2: Agreed. Plus, the other thing I think that's bad for Neville, and I swear I'll pass it to Suds. He's now resting his laurels on Lawrence and Robinson, the entire Jacksonville offense, for a big chunk of his team. So if they have a bad day, he's more likely to lose a matchup.
1: That court that that co- Jacksonville almost had their coach fired two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't. It's just a bad wagon to hit. Yeah, but dude. for
0: being a slut, not a bad coach. <laughs>
1: Well let's get let's get yeah. to King Slut. Suds, what is what is King your <laughs> what is your rundown? Um,
3: <clears throat> well I don't want to go into too much detail about the negotiation and the tactics and everything like that. Um, I, and you guys have kind of covered everything how I feel about it. I, I I find that as as you said, Hallwell, the Lawrence and Jones of it all is a wash for me. Um, I drafted Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence with the idea that one of them would be a great QB2 by playoff time. Um, and I have no problem with adding Daniel Jones into that. Instead, he's not great, but he's going to get garbage time like crazy. Um, as far as the negotiation goes, I'm not going to go to detail, but I will say sometimes you play fantasy football and you're sitting at 2-4 and four and things just fall into your lap. And this was not something that I saw coming so I'm very happy that it worked out this way. And Jay made some very good points about Neville and Neville's explanation made sense, but, um, and he has the advantage of having a really deep, talented team to make decisions like this, but, um, I don't think he made himself better and he did make me better. Mm -hmm. Yep. And actually, and you know what the best point is out of all of this, the, the number one point is that, um, whatever you think about this and you can defend Neville, there were probably better options.
2: Yeah, I think that's the big thing, right?
1: Yeah, totally, totally. And, and he's allowed to—he's allowed to run his team however he wants. It, it, it just—it's perplexing sometimes because he was to be like as dominant as he was in the first part of the season. Like I think we were all looking at like a repeat for Neville this seat this year. Oh, it like, was—it was seeming like a high percentage and then like he's,
3: yeah so strong this
1: feels like such a left turn um but hey um i mean i mean maybe he knows maybe he knows stuff that we don't and and we're going to all look like fools except jay who, who rightly defended him in that instance <laughs> but um i don't know i the trading in this league has become chaos absolute chaos i think
2: did anyone to see case keenum basically bull through to denver defenders to get a first down on and, fourth and three, and then fumble.
3: And then fumble <laughs> oh. into the end zone?
2: Yeah. What?
3: But are they calling him down? This it, is really could, good content. Did it get recovered?
2: But he can't uh, fumble forward.
1: Can't fumble forward.
2: So it would be down at the one, I think, because Cleveland recovered. It wouldn't be a touchback, that, would it? Yeah. No, no,
1: no. no they, they, a... they, They've got it. They've got it figured out. The professionals
2: have it. Perfect. Now Dernus can jump in the end zone. <laughs>
1: Right. So
3: this
0: is the,
1: why you don't do podcasts live. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> why? This is exciting. Oh, they didn't hand it off. There's um, a bunch of dicks. Bunch of that muscles. is
1: that is a a, a really good breakdown of, of Neville's trade. Not to not to steal the spotlight, but I have two trade offers live on the air. Mm. If we could go, if we could go through them, absolutely. Why, okay. Jay? The first one is to you. Oh, okay. Oh, like you're gonna bring
2: some offers to the table.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, nice. I'm gonna I I'm am going to try and make a trade happen um outright. Our trade that we were talking about earlier today. Sure. I uh, is is that still a no? Oh yeah. Okay, okay. So that trade offer we're not gonna go into. I'll respect the privacy of it. Mike, I'm gonna offer a trade offer to you. Okay. Okay, it's Carson Wentz.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You mentioned Calvin Ridley in uh, a previous discussion. I'm giving you the Jamar Chase sweepstakes right here. One for one. What are your thoughts?
2: No, that's going to be a no. I thought about that one. I thought yeah. that's that might be where our negotiations could go. And No, I'm good.
1: Do we want to break down? I don't know. I, I feel like we're, we're kind of skipping on some like big news. Maybe, maybe the mystery source has some stuff to talk
2: about this. But I do want to talk about some of your offers. Some of my but, offers? Well... Yeah, I'll say I definitely don't want to talk about one negotiation that's going on, so I'll leave that to the mystery source if, if he somehow if, if, if knows if it's something. Still alive, yeah, yeah, still I,
1: I I want to talk about I want to talk about the one that you you offered.
2: Oh, absolutely. So okay. my thing with you, Hallwell, as I said, and I'll share now with you guys, was if I'm trading Chubb to Hallwell, I need an upgrade, like a a big upgrade to quarterback and or wide receiver, sorry, running back. Um, The thing with your team, and I'm thinking about the league as a whole, and maybe this is a different approach than some may take, I can't leave you with Chubb, Eckler, and McCaffrey. So Eckler has to come back in that deal, and then Hurts, to me, is the most attractive one to upgrade my quarterback position. So that was kind of my stance with you. And that's when I did say Ridley could be in the conversation, but I didn't know how to make that work. Cause I understand that's a lot of pieces coming from you. So that was kind of my offer, if you will.
1: It's an insane deal because there's no way that I can trade Hertz. Who's the number five quarterback on the season and Eckler, who's the number two quarterback going into the, or two running back
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or scoring running back going into the, this weekend. And I was left there. I was like, this is not, I don't have anything mm-hmm. to work with on this. Mm-hmm. This is such a bad deal for me in every way.
2: And that's and, why and I deal, didn't
1: the, push. The deal fizzled like almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And it Like, I don't think we walked away from it being like, that was close. Like, I, I was just like, I was just like, oh, that was a whole bunch of nothing. So I'm kind of curious what other offers, have they been of the same like strategy tactics yeah. or like,
2: yeah. I'll say uh, I did give one to Neville, and I don't have his uh, blessing to say it, so maybe I won't go through it in explicit detail. But let's just say it was actually a blockbuster that I think would have benefited him quite a bit more than it would have me. It would have involved a few pieces coming back, but more so from his bench, kind of like the shit deal he just made, but he actually would have got good players in this deal. Um, So that one was interesting (laughs) to me. It involved a swap of quarterbacks, a couple running backs coming my way, and then I think there was another piece. Oh, swap of wide receivers as well. who are both starting on our teams. So you can kind of piece together what that deal might have been. Um, but no, I'm just, I'm not going to trade Chubb for nothing. I recognize my problem is I don't have a solid second running back. He's my only piece. So like I can't give him up for even if, you know, Jay offered me his best friend, Justin Herbert for Chubb straight up. That's a hard deal for me to make because I got no running back after that. So it's a little bit of a tricky situation to make it work, and I recognize that. That's why I'm trying to get creative with a couple of things, like including a receiver. But I actually thought the deal was done twice, once with Neville and then once with this other person.
1: Whoa. So Neville Neville's out of the running, it sounds like?
2: He is. Yeah, he confirmed that yesterday.
1: And then he pulled off this farce. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. Crazy, but no, it's been fun. I will say, I appreciate you know everyone. We've had chats. Um, I sent, I think, five or six offers out now, and uh, you know, some quick rejects. Some didn't look at their um, trade offers for a whole day, Danish. And uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a fun time. I think I will make a trade here in the next forty eight hours. I'll say that. Whoa. Not exciting. necessarily for Chubb, sorry. I'll make a trade. I've got a couple balls <laughs> up in the air.
0: Hey, get that checked out. Very my good. balls are up in my stomach with that exciting news. <laughs> <laughs> good to hear from you, Jay.
1: Um, Sorry. So I think it's, I think it's finally time um, that we hear from the mystery source.
2: Mm. And we're going to keep with tradition. Jay, you're going to get some more limelight here.
0: Hit me, baby. Uh, for all our listeners, this should not be construed in any way. Uh, you know, guest reading this. This is this is written by the mystery source. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a, a fake out or anything like that. Um, so don't uh, don't read anything into it. Like I'm about to with what's written here before me from the mystery source. Trades finally. It's this league's finest hour. We haven't felt this alive. Since seeing Nolan in the shower, Madison, Williams, then quarterbacks, and Cooper, we can finally awake from our self induced stupor. But there's stuff to be discussed. Enough with the fill in. I am not the league mate once considered a villain. Not that guy who should be absolutely ashamed, whose failings lately have become quite. Feigned. Whew. Wow. So that's obviously Danish, right? Yeah, Neville? I think I think that crosses out Danish. Though Neville has been talking a lot about him and Danish being both villains. Oh, but I think that's, that's the... Yeah.
2: Sorry. I should listen I think to Danish the entire thing. Ruled out. Yeah. I'm
1: curious what Neville would have to do to actually like become a, a villain like Somebody that we would fear, I would, cer- <laughs> I would certainly say he was on his way and then he made that trade. And I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. same old Neville,
2: it's <laughs> a very valid point.
0: Um, I've, I'm got, right, Jay.
2: I've got some tidbits. Uh, do you guys want me to read them out or do you guys want me to how do you want to roll with this?
0: Yeah, read us your tidbits.
2: All right. Mystery Source goes on. Unlike Suds' sex life, the league has finally had some action. Two weeks ago, all-around good guy Jay made a trade with all-around Kitty fiddler Hallwell. This underwhelming (laughs) trade... (laughs) (laughs) This underwhelming trade at least opened up the gates for Neville to return to his pre-electrocution form. Pulling a trade with the aforementioned sexless Suds that is more one-sided than a matchup with Danish. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Meanwhile, the piece a of
3: a lot of people insulted in that
2: one. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> yeah. paragraph.
0: I got called all around good guy Jay. That was the worst thing that I got out of that. I, like, li- I really like this. That was nice.
1: Kid Fiddler is
0: amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's really great summation.
2: Meanwhile, the piece of shit human who is reading this out loud right now and aggravating everybody with this unpleasant, monotonous dribble, hey fuck you. I sent offers to many people in the league. Okay, now the mystery source knows I read it, so fuck him. Um, His value on Chubb seems fair, but the insistence that a shitty tight end adds value to a trade makes the source... (laughs) That's a bit of a stretch. (laughs) Makes the source just sicky, even thinking about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. That is so good.
2: Um, proving how simple the hosts are and surging his way upwards in the league, former host Gertie has been relatively quiet in trade talks. However, he's been talking about upgrading at the QB position. Unfortunately, so far, no one in the league is willing to trade QBs. No one worthy anyway. (laughs) And last but not least, the sources, little sources. Wow, the sources has sources. Breaking news. No. have brought in an interesting rumor. Both Ryan and Mike Howell have been talking to people. Ryan looking for an RB upgrade to continue his impressive run. Mike wanting to add anyone to take him through his injury woes. The source wonders if these two should negotiate with each other. Perhaps when they put down their torches and take off their white hoods at their weekly <laughs> Jesus. meeting. Oh God! I don't read these until I'm on air. Just for the record, as you may notice from my having to stop at times, but that is great (laughs) content. Cool.
3: Thanks. Wow.
2: (laughs) Oh man, that's funny because like one paragraph just like shits all over everyone, and then the Gertie paragraph is like just nothing. (laughs) Like we go to the opposite ends of the spectrum.
1: Uh, I I definitely think when it comes to the source, there's a spectrum involved. But moving on, let's uh, let's talk about the injury news and then let's go into our our matchups gentlemen as uh, I'll I'll break down the injuries um, as uh, I get everybody um, to identify which uh, matches they're going to predict just so that it's easier for me to throw to you when I can. Um, but in our injury news right now, uh, we have uh, the Thursday nighter going on, which is heavily impacted by some of the injuries. As Baker Mayfield is has a broken shoulder, torn labrum, I think was the latest uh, report. Uh, surgery is expected at the end of the season. Questions about his availability have to be there for the for the rest of the season. It's it's a real tricky situation. It is a non it is his non throwing shoulder, so it is possible that he could make it through, but. Um, the Browns hit, bitten hard by the injury bug as uh, Nick Chubb uh, down and out with uh, his injury, which I'm not entirely sure of what it is right now, but it is the calf. Oh, the calf injury, which has kept him out um, this week and last week. So uh, we're kind of creeping up on uh, a significant amount of time uh, and cream hunt. I also a calf injury. If I, re- if I recall correctly, there was talk that it was potentially an Achilles, but um, I believe he avoided that injury uh, placed on the IR this week. So he's going to be done for the next little while, potentially uh, until week 10 at the uh, at the earliest. Uh, Saquon Barkley still nursing that uh, that ankle injury. Kadarius Toney, um, also an ankle injury, if I remember correctly. Um, and Kenny Galladay uh, living up to his fragile nature. Uh not practicing this week. I don't believe he's going to be available for the game this weekend. Uh, Russell, Russell, man, muscle, Wilson, um, out at least a month with that. At least. <laughs> um, uh, out at least a month with the uh, with that hand injury that we saw on the Thursday night or a few weeks ago. And uh, as always, a permanent fixture on the injury news. Um, we have uh, Christian McCaffrey still. <sighs> injured placed on the IR that last weekend in a surprise, I guaranteed that he would be back last weekend. And just as Saturday rolled around, they put him on the IR. My heart is breaking every day that I don't get to play him. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so sad. I'm so sad that I don't get the best player in fantasy football on my team every week, but.
3: Well, we really enjoy your suffering, um, and I want to bring up what I always bring up in this
1: segment. Uh, what are your percentages at this point? Oh my gosh, I am I am very worried that he's not playing the rest of the season, and and I the percentage I'll give for that is I think there's a forty percent chance that he's done. Mm. I, That's I like nearly like, fifty. It's nearly 50. I have no idea what's going on with him. And the way Carolina deals with their injuries with Christian McCaffrey, because if we roll it back to last season, I also had him on my team as for that injury stretch. He was, he was a player I traded for to try and make that final push deep into the playoffs. And um, he never played. And the team said that he was fine and that he was coming back. And then they just continually delayed it. I don't know. Yeah, I I have I have very deep concerns about CNC's availability for the rest of the season. But um I I just can't trade him either because I won't get I won't get the value that I know he's worth. So it's a tough, it's a tough spot. Um so as we roll down to uh oh, I already see it. I see what we did there. That's so smart, everybody. Um as we roll down to the the table that shows us every match, um I, I have already figured out who I get to throw it to, uh, and so we'll we'll rock through these uh, these matchups. Our predictions. I do need to note uh, note that our predictions uh, are the tally that we keep track of. Um, there was some tomfoolery from the last episode, correct, Mike?
2: Yes, from Suds picking himself for every game.
1: Yes, so mm-hmm. Suds um, pretty hilariously put himself as the winner of all six matchups. Um, <sighs> If you've been following, he was zero for six uh mm-hmm. in those uh in those picks. Um so I think we're attributing him six losses at this point to bring his record um to fourteen and fourteen. He's fallen from first place to second place. Uh, <laughs> Which is really embarrassing for everyone else involved.
2: But also yes. because he didn't pick one week. <laughs> I am recording one him. week,
1: yeah. It's kind of insane. It's kind of insane that like suds is handicapping himself like this, but Um, I think it's
2: interesting these numbers don't make sense but oh well
1: okay so let's uh, I'll say the rankings but I won't say numbers we'll figure that out after Uh, but I am in first Suds is in second Van Pelt is in third and our guest who missed a week is in last Uh, they've got a lot Mm. of work to do and um, that will be your responsibility tonight Jay and Jay you're going to start us off with our first matchup of Pelt versus Neville Um, Mm. who's going to take home the W this week
0: so obviously we're all uh, uh, dealing with a uh, bipocalypse. and so I'm looking here, and you're kind of looking for uh, uh, the strongest uh, uh, team members, your strongest players to really pull you through this, because we're all going to be doing some backups, some shifty things, making weird trades, or otherwise trying to just get a full lineup. It's a lot like uh, the second episode of this Runaway Smash It Netflix series called Squid Game. <laughs> you guys may have uh, heard about it, may have seen a couple of episodes. And it really becomes apparent that it's the strongest players who are, are going to be successful. And so when I look at this matchup and I see Tyree Hill and I see Jamar uh, Chase, I see Lamar Jackson on Neville's lineup, all ready to go, ready to play. You got Waller in there as well. Um, I just look at uh, uh, that being too strong, uh, uh, a top end to overcome now um anyone could say but jay look at those running backs that uh, you know henderson and devontae williams like that's not the strongest running backs to, to trot out there and then, hey you're right that's a great point but i think the top end of that line was the thing that gets them over on out this week
1: hot stuff mm-hmm. hot stuff there uh gentlemen do we have anything to follow up on that
2: just look out for a trade
1: Cool. Mm. <laughs> Love it. And
2: hopefully switch the tip the scales.
1: What a tease. Uh suds, you got the breakdown of myself versus our commissioner. What say you?
3: Uh well for starters, this is uh for both of you a little bit of a rough week uh, between injuries and buys when you look at your bench benches. Um like nothing really to work with at all. And your starting lineups are, are pretty brutal as well. How will you, um, Oh, let me look at the right side of the board here. So Stafford doesn't have a bad matchup. That could be a nice little, um, not even really revenge game, but show you how much morons you are game uh, versus Detroit Hertz Could have a little bit of trouble and then just kind of both your teams going through the middle, just don't have much going on. Um, the thing is, actually, let me just check to see here. Who did we all go with? So, yeah, Jay and Pelt, you said Andre. And, Hallwell. Oh, you said yourself. And I also said you. And the reason for that is um, I'm worried that Antonio Brown isn't going to play. And that means that he's going to be have to start. I don't even know who. Um, yeah, fuck. Who knows? And also, he's already starting. Chris Evans, not captain America, a different Chris Evans and Sony Michelle at running back. So just things are too low for both of you this week. And I think that, um, you
1: have a bit of an advantage here. I, I, I think you're exactly right. It just like their benches are, are pretty drained where, um, I'm hearing the word "bipocalypse" on a lot of my pod- podcasts that I listen to. And I think that's very funny. Um, but yeah, we're certainly in the thick of it. Um, but thank you for your wisdom on that. Uh, Mike, Suds versus Jay, host versus guest.
2: Mm-hmm. A little host on guest action. You usually have to pay double for that, right? Mm-hmm. So, just a little note on Bipocalypse. One thing I actually meant to rant about on Scotchman Sports, but I had 10,000 other things to rant about. So, I'll talk about it a little bit here. Why did the NFL have six bye weeks this week and two next week? Like, is there some holiday we all don't know about where they were like we need to make this really unbalanced where they just like we want to fuck over fantasy football players like that just seems a little odd to me and i don't get the reasoning why
0: yeah
1: yeah
2: because every other week seems to have four yeah
1: i don't know bro A
2: lot of questions. Anyways, just wanted to put that out there that this week is tougher than most um, for that reason, and uh, for that reason, Jay is going to lose this matchup because Rashad, 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 Rashad Bateman is not a quarterback, and he is in Jay's super flex, and that is not good. Even though Daniel Jones is apparently terrible and will die, according to Neville, um... Suds, you know, I think at the top you got Tannehill versus Rodgers. I think Rodgers has the edge there. But Tannehill could get in a shootout with KC, so you never know. Receivers-wise, I go May on both sides of the coin. Jay, you know, a little bit rough with Woods, Ruggs, Sutton. So far tonight, 5.6. little live update for you there. Running backs, I give it to Suds. Jones, Barkley, um, can't go wrong there. I don't mind Damian Harris, but I never trust the New England running game. And then I never trust a Jet against New England. So I don't like Michael Carter. So, Jay, sorry. Suds has got you this week. And, uh, yeah, that's that.
0: Uh, I'll just add in, no offense taken. uh, Really agree with all of your points. I hope that A.J. Brown, for some reason, doesn't play. I hope Barkley doesn't play. And I hope Bronk doesn't play. Um, And Mm -hmm. if all of that happens, Mm -hmm. I'll probably still lose.
2: (laughs) I mean, your bench, you have Herbert, Cook, and Allen. So that's, like, your team yeah yeah self-proclaimed best friend justin herbert
1: <laughs> self-proclaimed best friend um jay we'll we'll stick with you you're gonna give us the the rundown on curtis and uh my brother
0: mm. <laughs> uh, this one's another one of those where uh, i think it's uh, we can start right off the bat with um we know that Mike has been trying to, to move some QBs over the past couple of weeks, and this might have been the exact reason why you got uh, uh, Jarvis Landry in, in his Superflex place today, and he left him in the Superflex. And so Landry, uh, live update, three points. And he didn't move Landry into, like, a w- wide receiver or anything. So he can't try and swing a, a QB trade or put anybody else in the Superflex. Landry took that spot and has three points. Um, now, I called this one for Curtis even before the – um, uh, this evening uh, and again, kind of looking at, he still has, uh, um, uh, Henry, uh, and Hubbard and running back. He's got Hopkins and Waddle as well as Mike Evans, um, all playing. Um, so he's got a uh, Tampa Bay defense against Chicago, which might not blow anything out of the water, but do good work. So he's just got a complete team there. Uh, and really what, uh, I think Mike is hoping for is that Daryl Williams and Casey and <laughs> Kelsey and Casey really get into a shootout with Tennessee and just blow it up because otherwise there's not too much there to get that excited about. Again, he's got a bunch of guys on IR or, uh, uh, you know Zeke is on by Hunt on IR, um, and so on so forth. So uh, tough week for Mike, but Mike is in the same boat that I am, um, and it's just not going to go his way.
1: Great stuff. Suds, Ryan versus Gertie. Ryan versus Gertie.
3: And so uh, I've taken Gertie here, and it's also uh, interesting to note that we're not going to get a lot of change in the standings because of the four... Matchups we're predicting the four last matchups we're predicting we have all agreed on all of them, uh, which is interesting to see how that will go. But in the meantime, we've all said Gertie. My my reasoning is it's kind of it's all kind of average matchups if you go through through them right now uh, live update Case Keenum and Dominic or is it Dominic Peoples Jones? Yes, Donovan. Sorry. Um, the Case Keenum Donovan Peoples-Jones stack Case Keenum at 12 points uh, on pace for his projected almost on the dot and Peoples-Jones is at 0 points on pace for what his projected should have been on the dot and that's kind of the biggest negative here. Um, another tough you know, bipocalypse for for Ryan and surprising that we are unanimously picking Gertie over Ryan but such is the nature when bye weeks start. The other thing I think those are generally the reasons that people would agree with me, but the main reason I did it is Mo Alley Cox. Gertie is playing Mo Alley Cox. Nice. Ryan is not playing
1: Mo Alley Cox. So Ryan's going to lose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and Neville, if you're listening, that was for you, buddy. Uh, Van Pelt, Danish versus Nolan is our last match.
2: Here we are. Sud so spoiled it. We've all picked Danish. Um, I think for good reason in this case. Uh, again, tough week. Dak Prescott, Montgomery's still out for uh, Nolan. So he's starting Justin Fields and Tom Brady. Justin Fields has had a pretty rough start and at times for Chicago, but he's still got some upside there. Um, when I look across at the receivers, I'm not too overwhelmed with anything on either side. Lockett's had his ups and downs, but I think he's down with Geno Smith. Um, and then I look at the running backs Kamara for Nolan. Booker, if Barkley doesn't play, could be okay, Uh, but I like Danish with Mixon, and I think Miles Sanders is solid along with Gibson in the flex. I give tight end my boy Kyle Pitts. He came out of his shell a couple weeks ago. He's just going to keep on doing it. I don't think he's going to slow down. He's going to just keep going up from 119 yards. He's going to have 400 per game by the end of the year. Going to be huge. So I give this one to Danish, and a lifeless fish won't be so lifeless for this week.
1: And that's it. That's our games this week, everybody. Mm. Um, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll start wrapping it up. Uh, Jay, I wanna I wanna throw it to you. Is there anything that you want to sort of highlight? Let the listeners know
0: that you're all about. Well, speaking of games, uh, there's this great show on Netflix that I watched recently. that's really focused on games. It's called um, Gosh. Oh, I binged it. Uh, Squid Game. Really uh, recommended for anybody out there who's looking for a good uh, uh, a violent, exciting time. Um, and I think from that, uh, boys, thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it.
1: Well, thanks for coming on, Jay. I, we always get a lot of pop when you're when you're on the episode, and I'm sure this will be no different. Uh, Mike Suds, what's going on?
3: Uh, I'll just uh, add to that, Jay, great to have you here. You are um, the best guest we've had so far this year. Uh, I won't name who else you know is lower than you um, but Neville and Curtis should be ashamed of themselves
2: mm. Strong words Yeah Jay you were voted pro- to the Pro Bowl last year for good reason right? Big fan favorite of the league so uh, thanks for coming on it's great to have you and uh, other than that go listen to Scotch and Sports it's a great podcast I hear those guys are brilliant and uh Gertie, your team sucks. Say hi to Rachel
0: for
1: me. Great stuff, everybody. I think we'll just finish it off with Gertie, your team sucks. Say hi to Rachel for us.
3: Uh, Yeah, and uh, listen to Scotch and Sports. And Gertie, your
0: team sucks. Say hi to Rachel for us. Listen to Scotch and Sports. Gertie, your team sucks. Say hi to Rachel for me.